Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, the fruit bowl at meetings. Here we go. The fruit bowl. I, I didn't know that we were going to get into <laughs> healthy eating habits at meetings. Yes. I love it. And, and I'm always one for a snack during a, during a meeting. So, yeah. So fruit bowl. Particularly is, if they last forever, right? There you go. Yeah. The great thing about manager tools and the great thing about effective meetings is you don't need snacks because they're over fast. There you go. And, and one way to get them over fast is the fruit bowl, as we'll, as we'll talk about. Yeah. You know, we've talked about this before, right? And if if there is a dichotomy about business behaviors based on age, and neither you nor I believe that to be true, but if it were, the one place that we'd expect folks to cite as proof would be the use of digital devices, right? That different age oh, yeah. groups are are more comfortable with, with for younger younger age groups. Matter of fact, I've had people tell me that it's just perfectly appropriate to talk to somebody and use their cell phone at the same time. Right. That's like, that's okay. And the fact that I don't like it is a function of my being over 50 years old and not the function of being a professional. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's related to the bit. What's funny about it is it is young people who who grew up with these devices. They say, I mean, what's funny is that they formed a habit and the habit is to use a digital device, which you and I both have iPhones. We use them constantly. We text and do all the stuff that everybody else does. You do Facebook. I don't. And young people say about people who are more senior, what they say is, oh, not not clued into the technology. In other words, they draw a conclusion about the person based on the habits they've already formed. And I remember starting my career and um, having gigantic floppy disks, literally floppy disks when I was in the army and we had to put together documents. It was the very beginning of the computerization of the army. And, you know... Um, NASA went to the moon with 56K um, size CPUs, I think. And uh, World War II was fought <laughs> without computers, and I think they did fine. And the idea that young people would say, well, it's because older people aren't interested or, or they're, not, they're not comfortable with technology. It's like, well, no, I'm a, as a friend of mine told me once, I'm a CEO of a billion-dollar company. I didn't have them when I was 25. I'm okay without them. Now, this guy actually, he has a cell phone and uses it all the time. Actually has two cell phones, one of which his assistant keeps charged for him all the time. And the board calls him on one phone and he uses the other one for everybody else, including his wife and kids. But yeah, there is this sense that there's a digital divide and that there are incorrect assumptions made about people on the other side of the divide about the person as opposed to the habits they've developed and so on. And it's too bad. It's dumb. It's absolutely dumb. And unfortunately, devices have become so ubiquitous that people think they can use them constantly. And and unfortunately, some people take that to mean I can be using it all the time, even when in fact the context ought to suggest, no, you probably really shouldn't be using it at this particular time. And when it comes to meetings, digital devices, being able to text or phone or email, so on, even laptops using email, digital devices are counterproductive to the reason for being in a meeting. And that's why we recommend use of a fruit bowl. Right. Yeah. There's an easy way to solve this particular problem for the meetings you run. And that's right. why this is a managed tools um, cast versus a career tools cast. As a manager, you run meetings. 
how do you handle these devices when they're so counterproductive to meeting behavior? This cast absolutely came out of a discussion I had with a manager who came up to me at one of our conferences and says, look, I, uh, I think this guy was 35 and he says, I've got young guys. He says, I don't, I don't want to give up my phone during the meeting. And my first thought was a little bit snarky to him. I said, did you forget you had roll power and just tell him to put him away? Well, you know, I don't want to upset him. Oh, well, let's go through our lives worrying about upsetting people. <laughs> Why don't you poke him with your roll power and see if they get upset all by themselves is what I said afterwards. But there are some times where it's not effective. I'm all for digital devices. I think they make things faster. I think they make good ideas get implemented more quickly, usually, but there are times when they're not. And so that's why this is a short cast, two recommendations. First, we want to go through why digital devices are counterproductive in meetings. And then we're going to recommend using a fruit bowl in order to solve the problem. Good. Okay. So we're focusing, of course, on phones right now, but this point applies to laptops as well, right? Yeah. Don't don't get us wrong. So they are counterproductive. Um, Why is that? Yeah, they're distracting. And, and look, there's a great story about um, the guy at Google, one of the one of the really smart engineers. I, one thing I know about Google, they only hire smart people. And um, there's a story about a guy who had his laptop open, and somebody told him, "Hey, the CEO is going to be in this meeting, Eric Schmidt, and he doesn't like laptops in the meeting." And I can't remember the whole story, but I think what the guy did was like, "Why is that a problem?" And I think somebody said something like, "Well, it doesn't really matter. He's a CEO, so you should not have." <laughs> You shouldn't have your laptop open, do an email while you're in the meeting. Yeah, look, the typical meeting that the average person who listens to this cast has is counterproductive. If your meetings are productive and efficient and effective, well done, and yet we suspect you go to a lot of meetings that are unproductive, uh, and certainly everybody whines to us about them all the time for good reason. But folks, I think the thing we need to be clear about is people complain about meetings. It's not the meeting, okay? It is not the meeting that is inherently bad. Okay. If that were the case, all meetings would be awful and they're not. And look, we feel your pain 90% of the time, 90% of the meetings you go to are, you know, not great. The meetings we go to, the, the, the meetings I have, the meetings that Mike and I run, they're lovely. They start on time and finish on time and finish early. Actually, this morning, our meeting finished early. We go to some client meetings that are really, really crisp. We recently ran a meeting with a couple of accountants and a couple of lawyers and the accountants and lawyers marveled that we got everything done. We had an agenda and we got everything done in the time we were said to. And I told the lawyer, the lawyer said, that was incredible. And I said, this is what we do. <laughs> you could do it too. And they just thought the idea of a parking lot was just, wow, cool. They said, did you guys invent that? No, we didn't invent that. We just know how to run effective meetings. And it's not our, they're not our, our ideas, but there's a difference between having the idea and actually using the idea. Folks, anybody can have great meetings. Meetings themselves are not inherently inefficient or ineffective. We make them inefficient and ineffective by our behaviors in the meetings. The effectiveness of your meetings is about the choices you make regarding your behavior. And look, one of the very first things many of us do to ruin our meetings is we try to divide our attention. Okay. We try to focus on other things when other people are talking. Look, you're sitting there and you're thinking, I'm not really having to listen. This guy's not talking about something that's important to me. So I'm going to try to get more done. We're only going to contribute 20 or 30% or maybe even 50% of the, the time. So we tune out a little bit. And we're all so busy. We tell ourselves we're all so busy. We think we can be sort of more productive by doing something else when we're supposed to be in the meeting. 
Yeah. Hey, look, folks, you, you, you know this because sometimes you're on your commute, you're listening to this podcast, and for whatever reason, not because Mark's not an exciting talker, maybe <laughs> I'm not, but you're distracted and you start thinking about something else, probably something about work or home or whatever it is, and you go five or ten minutes and you have no idea Don't hear what any was of said, it. right? Yeah. And we totally respect that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you and have a life. <laughs> yeah. But in meetings... People think I'm not fully engaged, and if I'm not fully engaged, I want to be, well, multi. we, we could talk about multitasking for hours. I certainly could. But the thing that tends to get most of us worried about getting behind schedule is email. It concerns us the most, and weirdly, it rewards us the most. And so most of us do email, and we do it on our phones in meetings. And since we can do mail on our phones, we get to use our phones in meetings, and since we're using our phones, we get to do other things on our phones, Facebook and texting and IM and web browsing and everything else. And so suddenly this whole idea of having a digital device to make you, quote, more effective is a slippery slope. And it has you checking Facebook in the middle of a meeting. And what's frustrating about that is it's amazing. You, you, you ask people, can I see their phone? And, and they will not show you their phone. Well, you know why, right? Because <laughs> what's yeah, on yeah, it? Yeah, you know why, right? Yeah. Or, or, or if they do, they slide your phone and say, see, I'm doing email about work. Yeah, but you're not focused on the meeting. What were we just talking about? And then they attempt to highlight what somebody else was talking about. You really need to pay attention. I, I've said before that one of my favorite meetings to go to is a, a plant floor meeting that happens all over the world at, you know, start of a shift. And it's like 15 minutes long. And it's a stand-up meeting. And they work. And you can't be on your phone during that time. Things go very, very quickly. And a lot gets done. Everybody's there. Everybody starts on time. Everybody finishes on time. And everybody appreciates and respects the meeting. And that is a distillation of almost all of our guidance on meetings. And digital devices during meetings is literally the opposite of the distillation of our advice. Right. I hear a couple arguments, uh, at least at least one argument. One would be, look at Mark, I shouldn't have to be at this meeting. I don't contribute. There's nothing I contribute. Um, and so I might as well, it, as long as I'm there, I might as well get something useful done. And so I'll do my email, right? So that's one argument. What do you say to that? Yeah. I would say, first of all, that's like, that reminds me of the old thing, saying, I'd rather be playing golf. No, you wouldn't. If you're in a meeting and you're thinking, I'd rather be playing golf, and there are people who like to play golf more than me, but not many people, but you wouldn't rather be playing golf. You're an adult. Go play golf. Don't tell us what you'd rather be doing. You're an adult. You're doing what you want to do. The fact that you shouldn't be in that meeting, apparently you feel you need to be, or you don't have the guts to leave the meeting and say, I don't think I should be here. What you want is the right to do something and the right to secretly complain about being in the meeting. And then you think, and the way I'm going to push back against the powers that be making me be in the meeting because I didn't take the time to justify why I didn't need to be in the meeting. What you want is the right to be able to do something else in order to be effective. You want to be able to choose what you do in your time. And that's fine to a degree, except that there is a vertical structure. And if you're invited to a meeting, and you choose to go, then you need to focus and make the meeting effective. And unfortunately, everybody seems to think that by going but not playing, therefore they're getting stuff done. Well, that causes everybody to hate the meetings. What we ought to do is go to meetings and be good in the meeting. And uh, this whole should thing about, well, I don't, I, I shouldn't be here. Then don't go. Then have the guts to stand up and say, I'm not, I'm not going to come to this meeting. I don't want to be here. And by the way, then you have to decide what you're going to do if your boss is in the meeting or your project manager's in the meeting. Say, no, I need you here. You're going to be here. Right. You know, th those are the stupid kind of battles that, that I know I fought when I was 22 years old. And I learned 
those aren't the kind of battles you want to be fighting. Right. And look at, let's put that aside. Let's say you don't think you ought to be meeting. And for whatever reason, we can't convince you that you ought to not just not go to the meeting. And so you think you have to go to the meeting. And, And the point is, you don't get credit for just being at the meeting. If you're going to be at the meeting. Right. People are judging you professionally, and they're going to judge you by on the basis of how well you participate. Do you ask questions? Are you engaged? Are you making right. suggestions? If you're just sitting there and you don't say a word the entire time, it's not a positive impression. You have to participate. Yeah. I had a CIO one time tell me, long, long, this, uh, 20 years ago, and she said, every meeting I go to with my counterparts, and this is a large, you know, 20,000 plus employee company, every meeting I go to, regardless of whether I should be contributing or not, I do. I never walk out of meeting without leaving some contribution on the table. That's one of the reasons I am where I am. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. Meetings are part of this whole ill-advised drive toward multitasking. And they've changed the name to continuous partial attention, which is dumb. I mean, monumentally dumb. And look, because we cannot be engaged 100%, we can't be totally engaged 100% of the time, we have grown to mistakenly believe that using the downtime in meetings to do other things was an effective or an efficient choice. But it's not. It's neither one of those things. And I could go into the whole principle of sub-optimization, but I won't. Let me just suggest that sometimes you personally are going to be sub-optimized in return for the organization being optimized. Now, it's normal. It's a natural desire for you to want to be efficient and effective. Not that doing email throughout the day is efficient or effective in any way, shape, or form. Everybody who does email throughout the day always complains about being behind on it anyway. And the people I know who schedule time for email always seem to get it done and don't really have a problem with email at all. So the whole point of this is if you're going to run a meeting and you want to make it effective and you want to get it done on time, we need to we need to do something to address the issue of digital devices in the meeting that are taking away from the effectiveness in the meeting. I know some of you are listening going, I really like my phone. Well, you can go talk to somebody about your addiction to your digital device. And I felt it too plenty of times. I joke at conferences that there are plenty of us Usually guys, because I, I have the analogy of having your you know, um, your phone in your pocket and thinking that your phone buzzed and reaching down and touching your pocket and discovering your phone wasn't even in your pocket. That's a normal sign of someone who's a little too addicted to something that is external to themselves. And we know you want to be effective and efficient, but sometimes you have to choose to be less effective and efficient than you might could be if you were by yourself in return for helping the group move forward with what it is doing, even though the group is nothing more than a group of individuals. So there it is. Okay. So we know the problem. So let's talk about our recommended solution, the fruit bowl. And obviously we're not talking about something with fruit in it. So how, do, how does the fruit bowl play into this? Yeah, look, it's simple. We recommend you simply put a bowl in the middle of your meeting room table and institute the fruit bowl ground rule in your meeting. The fruit bowl ground rule says all attendees will place their phones into the bowl into the fruit bowl in the middle of the table upon their arrival after having muted the phone. And they get to retrieve their device when they leave the meeting. Okay. We've seen this done many times. After a moment's hesitation, attendees quickly realize that they have little justification to convince people that they're the only one worthy of keeping their phone. Their addiction sort of, as it were, is already too exposed to admit it. 
uh, and they go along. And I'll never forget being at a Wall Street bank and discussing some training we're going to be delivering. And HR was in the meeting and expressed a concern that we might find bankers on their phones during the meeting. And I told them, oh, that's not a problem for me, not in my trainings. <laughs> I'll keep them busy. I can keep their attention. And they knew that. They kind of knew that I had a good reputation among the bankers. And then one of the group presidents who was in the meeting with us said, yeah, we don't have that problem either. If they're in a meeting with me, they know to put their phone in the fruit bowl. I've got better things to do uh, than keep them focused because of their stupid phone. Yeah, I remember that. That's pretty the HR was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Let's drill down a little bit because I think we've given a too simplistic a, a recommendation, dude. But, but three things I want to drill further down on. One, first of all, we get lots of complaints about, rec- about our recommendations about meetings where people say, yeah, but that doesn't apply to other meetings. Yeah, I know. Okay. There are countries in the world that are dictatorships and socialists and capitalistic and democracies and representative democracy, Republican democracies and, and uh, kingdoms and everything else. And you only control what you control. So you start, we recommend you start with meetings you control. Okay. So start just with your team meetings. Institute of Fruit Bowl. It's your team. You're the manager. Start it with them. Say new ground rule, fruit bowl. Everybody put their phones in the fruit bowl. Okay. And when somebody pauses, say, I'm sorry, didn't you understand? Phone in the fruit bowl. Thank you. And when somebody joins you and the, the fruit bowl gets filled up, if there's somebody who's not one of your team members at your meeting, but it is your meeting and you're the owner of the meeting, you're the guy who's running the meeting, they're going to comply. Now, if it's your boss and she doesn't comply, Okay, fine. Console yourself with the knowledge that she really is not as important as she thinks she is. And her insisting that she is so important only makes her look smaller anyway. But don't insist with your boss unless you think some cajoling will work. We'd recommend you say to your boss, if he, if he pauses or demurs, say, sorry, but those are the ground rules, boss. And then just look at him. That's not forcing the issue. It's just reminding him it's your meeting. It's rude of him to trump you. And if he does, everybody will know it's his issue and not yours. Okay, fine. And if he looks at you and goes, no, I'm not doing it. Okay, fine. Let it go. Let it go if it's your boss. But if it's not your boss, if it's somebody else in the, in, that joined you, uh, if it's a peer of your boss and you can't get him to do it, fine. Let him, let him act like their phone is so bloody important. Uh, I figure if a group president of a billion-dollar group of a Wall Street bank can put their phone in a fruit bowl, your boss probably can too. But, hey, that's just me. The second thing you do is fill the bowl simultaneously. Make sure everybody puts their phone in the bowl at the same time at the start of the meeting. If everybody puts their phone in when they walk in, someone who comes in right at the start might miss the ground rule being in effect. Okay, so you could easily say, okay, we're starting, phone's in the bowl. And that way, in the first couple of minutes before the meeting starts, if it's 9.58 or 9.59, they can be on their phones. Okay, no problem. Right. Otherwise, what'll happen is they'll wait outside the room and everybody will walk in right at 10 o'clock and drop them in the bowl. No, you can have, you can have your phone and, you know, you can be messing with your phone at five till and you can be in the meeting room. But at the start of the meeting, okay, ground rules, phone's in the bowl. And that's where it goes. Yeah. And, and look, people who do come in late will either be encouraged by somebody else or will figure it out when they get looks while they're playing with their phone. It works pretty well. And they'll see a phone, they'll see a bowl with a bunch of phones in it. And once you do this a few times, you'll never have the problem again, right? It'll just become part of the standard protocol. And yeah. people, wa- they, people walk in and they just throw their, yeah, it's easy. Yeah. We've had people come to our meetings and they're like, this is amazing. Agendas and starting on time, finishing time. And 
yeah, we have people call five minutes late for a meeting with us. I'm like, everything okay? Yeah, well, you're late. Well, yeah, okay. And then they get through where we have a half hour meeting and we're done two minutes early. So anybody got anything for the parking lot? No. They're like, wow, that was great. I said, yeah, you're not used to it. But they figured it out. The next time they come to a meeting, they're on time. There you go. Third thing I want to recommend is connect the behavior you're recommending to a better outcome. Let's help build the right kind of habits, the professional habit. And the outcome we want to connect it to is finishing on time. Uh, habits are really pretty simple things. We, we get a cue, we engage in a routine, the habit, and we get a reward. Pretty simple. There's already a habit. Listen up now, guys. There's already a habit in meetings of multitasking, which has its own rewards. Okay? We need to provide a new reward, and we can, for our meetings anyway, and it's a great one. So you say, we finish our meetings on time here, and one thing that helps is no damn phones during the meeting. Fruit bowl. Now. Right. And it brings up a good point, I think, though, is that look, if you're not following any of our other advice relative to conducting effective meetings, and then you roll out the fruit bowls, the first thing you do, and you then still in 30 minutes late, that's not terribly useful. So there's a number of things that in terms of running effective meetings. The fruit bowl is one of them. So just look at our other advice as well, yeah. if you would, please. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's it, right? Digital devices can be distracting, so the fruit bowl eliminates the, the, the I don't know, we don't recommend you throw your laptops in there, but hopefully you know people ought to have their laptops closed in a meeting. <laughs> and don't buy it when they say they're taking notes. They can take notes by hand. It'll be just fine. Note-taking by hand is better than by computer anyway. Look, guys, you know this is true. For those of you who have been to conferences in medicine, work with us. We love our phones. We love our iPads. We love our laptops here. We're a pretty digital company. We're probably more attached to our gadgets than we ought to be. But we know that being digitally connected takes us away from being interpersonally present. And being interpersonally present is necessary for meeting effectiveness. Meetings are surprisingly rich with subtleties. Your digital connections can wait. If you don't make them wait, you're doing so at the expense of a relationship in the meeting, and that's not smart in the long run. Good. That's it. All right, my friend. Appreciate it. You bet, partner. We'll see you. Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll see you next week. In the meantime, have a great one.